is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Welcome to the show. I'm Deborah Howell, and today we'll ask the question, what is TAVR and how might it save your life? Our guest today is Dr. Sanjeev Patel, an interventional cardiologist at Orange Coast Medical Center. Welcome, Dr. Patel. Hi, good morning. My first question is pretty obvious. What is a transcatheter aortic valve replacement, or TAVR, and how is the procedure performed? TAVR, the transcatheter aortic valve replacement, is a uh, minimal invasive procedure done to open up narrow aortic valve percutaneously through the groin. So this procedure uh, is kind of improvement on the traditional surgery that is done to replace aortic valve and is performed mainly through the groin uh, of the patients and we put a catheter with the valve mounted on top of it which is crimped on it and we put it inside the body and basically put it across the uh, narrowed tight aortic valve and inflate with balloon. And uh, with a new valve in place, uh, patients should feel much better. Now, are you talking about men and women when you say going up through the groin? Yes, for any gender. Yes, male or female, it doesn't matter. Got it. Who might qualify as a candidate for TAVR, and are there some new guidelines as to who qualifies? Yeah, so for the transcatheteric valve replacement uh, procedure, uh, people who qualify are people who have a severe aortic stenosis with symptoms. And with the recent update in the summertime, which is a great trial that came out, which basically supports this procedure in people with any kind of uh, risk uh, for complication for traditional valve surgery, so they can be high risk, uh, low risk, or intermediate risk for traditional valve surgical complication, they can all qualify for a uh, TAVR. And for that to happen, uh, the patient needs to be evaluated by a team of experts before they can proceed with this kind of procedure. Sure. Well, that's pretty much with any procedure. And what are some common symptoms of aortic stenosis that people should be aware of and get checked out by a physician? Interesting, Deborah. For this aortic valve stenosis, a lot of people have it. A lot of people are asymptomatic, but the most common symptoms that uh, happens with this valve is uh, difficulty breathing, they may have fatigue and tiredness that is happening over slowly over time, which sometimes can be missed by patients as they feel this is old age, but really this is a valve. Uh, they can feel dizziness, uh, have chest pain, and they can even pass out mm-hmm. from this valve being so narrowed. Interesting. So at what age when you say old age? People think they're old when they're in 60s, 70s, and 80s. But technically, old age is a term used by people, not necessarily labeling anybody else. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. And so how would you say approximately much of the population is affected by aortic stenosis? So about half a million people in the U.S. have uh, severe aortic stenosis. And of those, about uh, 250,000 people are symptomatic from it. And the most interesting thing is, of those people who are symptomatic, not all of them getting uh, evaluation for this kind of procedure or any kind of procedure. So it's interesting of uh, 250,000 people who have the symptomatic aortic stenosis, only about 88 to 90,000 people get surgery, actually. And even then, only 18 to 20,000 people are getting TAVR. So there is a great need for awareness among patients and among physicians. Why do you think that is? I think a lot of patients feel they're okay. And since this disease is mostly uh, 
occurring in elderly populations in 60, 70, 80, 90 year old age group. A lot of people think this is, they're just aging and feeling tired and fatigue and not realizing that this may not be the reason only. Uh, and therefore they don't seek care uh, from the primary care physician. And when they seek care for the primary care physician, they don't tell them that they're having these issues. So they just get monitored. So pay attention to your symptoms if you're, you know, in your 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, uh, maybe it's not just age. Maybe it is something uh, that is fixable with TAVR. So what are the benefits to this minimally invasive approach compared to a traditional valve replacement? And also, what's the expected recovery time after the procedure? Right. So once you are deemed that you need to have something done about your aortic valve uh, procedure, uh, the minimal invasive procedure, the TAVR, T-A-V-R, compared to traditional surgery where they open your chest and repair the valve or replace the valve, I should say, uh, the newer procedure tends to have a quicker recovery time, uh, less rehospitalization after the procedure, as well as the lower stroke risk for the patient. So they tend to do much better in this newer procedure. In terms of recovering, from this procedure, since it's a minimal invasive, we're going mostly from the uh, groins. A recovery tends to be one week to two weeks at most. Uh, and, and even then, people are walking the next day, the day of actually, and the next day, and they go home, most of them, the day after. Uh, and they're actually walking and doing their activities at home, but not necessarily exercising for one or two weeks until the entry point to the body is healed after which they can resume their daily activities in terms of exercising and, you know, uh, running, lifting, all that kind of stuff that they like to do, which is great. That's totally amazing. What about driving? Is it usually a couple of weeks? Yeah, driving, because we go from the groin, usually, you know, one to two weeks, we try to not have them drive just to make sure there's no bleeding uh, complication that can happen. So. Okay, that's all the good stuff. Now, what are some of the potential risks associated with this procedure to consider? So the risk of any procedures or any, any surgery is mortality, right? Death of having procedure. It is very little, very low risk. If, you, if your risk of pre-procedure complication is low risk, your chance of mortality from this procedure is less than 1%, which is pretty low. The other complications which can be damaged to the vessels where we go from the groin, other is... Uh, low risk of stroke, which is at 1% in a very low risk population. More importantly, with the TAVR, uh, we worry about a pacemaker uh, rate of implantation. Pacemaker is a, a permanent pacing device that we have to implant in a person who gets the valve and their heartbeats are so slow and they may need that help to help increase the heart rate. So that can be potential complication that you worry about. Uh, after having the TAVR procedure. Not that even the regular surgery can have that risk, but it will be more common about 5 to 6% depending on, even 7% depending on the risk of people may need to get a pacemaker, permanent pacemaker after getting TAVR valve done. And how will the new aortic valve function after the procedure? Once we implant the valve itself, uh, we usually check the valve function immediately while patient in the room to make sure the valve is appropriately placed and the function of opening and closing the valve is appropriate. Uh, we also look for any kind of abnormal leakage from the valve. So all that stuff gets done right off quickly, immediately for the procedure. And usually this valve tends to do very well in terms of uh, function right after the procedure. But they do need to surveil and have an ultrasound done uh, a month later and then a one year later 
to make sure that they are still functioning well. Up until now, the longevity of the valve, we know it's about seven years to eight years for now. We don't have any more data more than that uh, for now, So, which is pretty good. That's very good. And then they have to just replace it again? Let's say in the future, if they get a narrowed valve again, the option is if, depending on the risk of the person at that time, they can get repeat tower again. Uh, or if they're still low risk, they can choose to have an operation as a possibility as well. But most of the time, they will get repeat TAVR procedure. Sure, rather than go through the uh, non-minimally invasive procedure, for sure. I have a final question for you, Dr. Patel. What heart-healthy recommendations do you typically provide to patients post-surgery? The heart-healthy recommendation will be like anybody else. So, you know, obviously, because the procedure is done recently, you got to be a little bit more careful for one or two weeks or three weeks, maybe even. But after that, basically, you still be, should be doing four pillars of your life, which is eating better, exercising, sleeping well, and controlling your risk of uh, cholesterol problem or high blood pressure or diabetes, sleep apnea. All these things have to be controlled. Uh, and eating better, I meant, was, you know, low fat, low cholesterol, a more fruits, vegetable kind of diet. And in terms of exercise, they should be doing 30 to 40 minutes a day of, you know, any kind of aerobic exercise like treadmill or step masters and mixing it with some kind of a low weight repetition, weightlifting well, a few times a week. So this combination will help them feel better and increase their longevity. Thank you so much, Dr. Patel, for your time today. We really, really appreciate you being with us. And for more info or to listen to a podcast of this show, please go to memorialcare.org or call 844-934-TAVR. That's 844-934-8287. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. Thanks for listening and have yourself a terrific day.